PFF NFL Daily. Today discussing our favorite and least favorite drafts. That's right, more draft talk because it all just happened last weekend, Sam. So we've covered a little bit of this on the big show, going draft by draft. But let's just uh, let's go with best draft halls. Our favorite and least favorite draft halls. Who are your favorites? Um, I the Jets are one of them. Look, I, there's the Jets have been kind of all over the place in terms of where people ranked that draft class how good or bad they think it is the first round alone you have to give the jets i think a really good grade and you have to say that's one of the best hauls of anybody in this entire draft to come away from that first round with three players each of whom i saw mocked to them at one point or other at number four overall they get the number one corner on their board, board, Sauce Gardner, a guy that was right up there with Derek Stingley, won 1A on almost every board you're going to see. Garrett Wilson, arguably the number one receiver in the draft, my number one receiver in the draft, and then trade back into the first round for Jermaine Johnson, a guy they reportedly loved, would, have, would absolutely have considered a 10 if the board had gone a different way, and who can step in right away contribute to that defense, line up with Carl Lawson, with John Franklin Myers, and, and really help propel that thing forward. And then, you know, Brees Hall, for as much as people will argue about the value, should be a huge upgrade for them. Yeah, I'm with you on the Jets. I, I really like you know, the players that they brought in. That, that, that was good drafting by the Jets. You, you've heard me talk a lot about the Ravens and the Eagles. Maybe I'll get to them at some point on the show. I want to highlight the Chiefs. You've talked more about the Chiefs than I have to this point. But I think almost every pick was just really good value and need matching up, right? They came in with three massive needs as far as edge defender, probably cornerback, and certainly revamping that wide receiver core. And I just like the way it played out for them. Trading up to go get Trent McDuffie, he'll slot in right away, potentially as a starting corner. Uh, likely on the outside, you've got George Karloftis, a guy that we liked as a top 15 player, getting him at 30 as an edge defender. I thought that was fantastic. Of course, Sky Moore at pick 54 as a receiver that brings a completely different skill set too which I, I really enjoy that when you have Marcos Valdez-Scanling and Juju Smith-Schuster and Miko Hardman and then Sky Moore. All of those guys are different, different levels of size, speed, and uh, route running ability. Sky Moore adds a different component there. Even guys like Leo Chanel. Leo Chanel, sorry, round three. You get him. That dude's just awesome. He's just fun. He's just fun. He's, you rush the passer. You play the run. He'll figure it out in coverage, maybe, much like a Nick Bolton. And you've highlighted, too, Darian Kennard, a guy that could start. I mean, all of these picks, I think, potentially fantastic for the Chiefs. So I love their strategy. Um, and, and I think they needed this. If they were going to give up Tyree Kill for all these picks, to me, this is the type of haul that you needed to get that roster back on track. Yeah, Kansas City definitely had one of the best uh, drafts of anybody. They were the team where... You know, during the draft, we were saying, are they using the PFF draft board? Every single player they were selecting was way uh, lower ranked, higher ranked, you know, better ranked on the PFF board than they were getting them in terms of draft position. So they were getting consistent value all the way down. Um, absolutely great haul for them. And I agree, it's an important one given the trade they made uh, to get rid of Tyreek Hill. Um, Philadelphia, I think, is definitely one worth talking about because I am factoring in acquiring A.J. Brown, the trade they made on draft day during the first round, grab A.J. Brown, extend him to a contract they can afford to pay, and then you look at the players they brought in in addition to that. They get Jordan Davis, this absolute unique man mountain of a defensive lineman, a guy that has the potential to be pretty much anything up front for them. Really excited to see what he can become 
on a defensive line with Fletcher Cox, with Javon Hargrave already there. They don't need him to be, you know, the guy for every single snap in all situations. They can afford to take a little bit of time with him and develop him and see how good he can get. Cam Jurgens, the center out of Nebraska, was sort of handpicked Jason Kelsey replacement. Jason Kelsey apparently sat down and, you know, watched tape of all these center prospects to effectively literally identify his successor and say, yeah, this is the guy that can do what I do. Really excited about him coming in and, again, developing behind Jason Kelsey before he needs to play. N'Kobe Dean in the third round, the linebacker from Georgia, one of the steals of the draft, whether or not he's an injury concern right now. And it's worth noting that the Eagles don't think he is. They expect him to be, you know, suiting up for mini camps for OTAs for rookie camps and be out there right away. I mean, that group of picks in addition to AJ Brown is about as good as it could have gone for Philly. Remember the Eagles at one point had three first round picks. They flipped one to next year. So they'll have two next season. But I think we could argue they came away with three first round players. Did they not? Jordan, Jordan Davis, yeah. Nicobe Dean, and of course, AJ Brown. And they still have the two first rounders next year. So you got to love everything the Eagles have done there also have to love the promo code NFL pod 25% off right now any PFF subscription NFL pod just put it in there you get all the grades and stats fantasy projections betting all of the good stuff using the promo code NFL pod for 25% off all right let's go to our least favorite drafts Sam I, I, I'll let you go with a couple extra I'll start here everyone's saying the Patriots do we all agree on the Patriots yeah, <laughs> yeah that draft stank we didn't love the players. We didn't love the way they played the draft. Look, Cole Strange could be a very good guard, but I think you could have gotten him later. Tyquan Thornton, not the draft pick that we would have taken there in the second. Not the receiver we would have taken there in the second. I like the theory of, man, let's add some speed to this Patriots offense, but I think there was other speed. I mean, like Danny Gray, similar speed that you got yeah. about 50 picks later by the San Francisco 49ers. I just don't think the value matched up for the Patriots. And this is sad to say, since you and I love Marcus Jones, love Marcus Jones, the slot corner that they got in the third round, but it's not enough. Patriots have to be one of my least favorite drafts. I got one more. Don't want to pile on, but New England, not excited about that one. Yeah, I mean, the Patriots, every pick was either a reach, a position that didn't fill a need that's not just didn't fill a need, but sort of actively went against need. You know, there's a difference between really filling a need and getting a player that kind of makes sense but isn't the most glaring need in the world. And then there's a case of like, all right, now you're adding a player that really doesn't make a ton of sense in terms of the players in front of him. That's how not needy the Patriots picks were when they were like doubling up at running back when they already have a ton of good running backs. Um, Or Marcus Jones. And like that's the one good pick from that group that you're right, just isn't enough to save the overall level of that draft class. The one other team that I really didn't like in terms of draft was the Washington Commanders. Um, A big part of that is what they did with that first round pick. I like trading down. I think that's fine. But to trade down and then grab a wide receiver, that was basically the reason people were trading up. You know what I mean? The Saints traded up to 11 because they didn't want to be stuck in a situation where Jahan Dotson was the number one wide receiver on their board. Washington trade down and essentially go, ah, great, Jahan Dotson. Um... I would side with the Saints on that particular argument and say that I just, I don't see it with John Dotson. So that I think was a pretty significant reach uh, for Darian Mathis in the second round, a big reach. Um, Brian Robinson Jr. Okay. It's sort of contingency, but I don't really love that one either. Again, just another draft that seemed to be consistently 
um, reaches across the board until you get to the fifth round and they snag Sam Howell. Yeah. And as good a value as that is relative to where he was expected to go and number 34 on the PFF big board drafted at pick 144, phenomenal sort of value there. At the point where you're drafting me in the fifth round, he has probably like a bigger chance of missing the roster than he does of starting games for you. Yeah, I had a feeling you might go Washington there. I'm in agreement on a lot of those points there. And then I'm going to highlight the Jaguars. I'm going to say I didn't like the Jaguars draft. It started with Trayvon Walker at one. Not because I'm a Trayvon Walker hater. Would have done something differently. I thought there was a better play there. That's Aiden Hutchinson. Uh, The best player I think they drafted might be Devin Lloyd. But it was late first round. Good value there in late first round. But they traded back in to get him. Gave up other picks. And that roster needs help everywhere. So giving up multiple picks for any linebacker. Even a guy I like. Like Devin Lloyd. That's risky. And then even beyond that. With the Jags. I, I just didn't love much of what they did. Chad Muma I think is a fantastic linebacker. But I think. Even as a best player available type of guy, Sam, you pick him at pick 70 in round three. Where's he playing at linebacker? You just spent on uh, Olakun $15 million to start at linebacker. Devin Lloyd's a first-round linebacker. Muma's a good linebacker, but where's he going to play? You play three linebackers about 20% of the time in today's NFL. I just don't think this draft uh, just wasn't as exciting for me as some others. Let's say that. Yeah, one of the lower ones I have graded as well. The one more team I would throw into the mix that I don't think are appearing in these lists a lot, the Tennessee Titans. Um, and I think part of it is because they, they've got Malik Willis, so everyone thinks it's a great draft. I would argue that because they traded away A.J. Brown, that first-round pick got you worse. You know, you, you use pick number 18 and Traylon Burks, who now has to be A.J. Brown for you to even stay as you were. That's pretty tough. Um, Roger McCreary, I like Roger McCreary, but I think there was a reason that he started to slide as the draft process went on and people dug into his tape more and he ended up 59 on the PF, on the PFF big board, gets drafted at 35. That feels rich. Malik Willis, as good, as much as I like the potential and the role of the dice at the point where you're drafting him at 86 overall in the third round. He's, you're not going to do the things for Malik Willis that I think he might need or at least benefit from to succeed. You're not going to build an offense around him. You're going to sit him on the sideline and say, this is our offense, learn the playbook, and if you want to get in, that's what you're going to need to do. So I think you're not maximizing the potential that Malik Willis has either. I just didn't love this draft overall. Interesting angle on Malik Willis. I kind of disagree. I don't think it matters a ton where they got him. I think it's good value, but I think the, the first round point is the biggest one. Can Traylon Burks essentially replace A.J. Brown even on the cheap? So let us know which drafts did you like and not like PFF NFL Daily.